and welcome to the Champagne Lounge. Hello and welcome back to the Champagne Lounge podcast. Uh, each week on the podcast, I bring on one of our fabulous members to talk about who they are, what they're doing, and why they're on the crazy journey that is running a business. Uh, today, I've got the fabulous Natasha. She is a registered psychologist and is also making hayway in the online space. And I am so excited to chat to her about her journey to date. Welcome to the show, Natasha. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. This is going to be a good one. Now, when um, the the title of registered psychologist could be a little bit scary to some, right? Like, and can you let us know, like, why you went down that route and, and what that what that actually means and looks like to someone that goes, actually, if I'm being honest with myself, don't actually know what that means. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I was very uh, wildly naive at 17, read a book, decided to go to university and become a psychologist so I could help people. I remember thinking, I just want to help one person and that will be enough for me. And I really still feel that true. Like each time you help somebody, it's great. So um, being a registered psychologist in Australia means that you have to be registered with APRA, which is the Australian Health Practitioner um, Organization or Association, one of those. <laughs> And uh, what that means is that you have six years minimum of training. So it takes six years to become a psychologist. There's multiple paths. So I became a psychologist several years ago. The path that I took has now changed. Um, but when I did it, I did a four-year degree and then I did an additional two years internship across multiple settings. So primarily I was in private practice, but I went across into uh, a pediatric clinic assessing for ADHD. And then I also was within a school um, and I worked for a job provider as well as a psychologist. So my job was to help get people back into work or to get them into work for the first time. And really I learned a lot within that role. Uh, I really think it was one of the roles in which I learned the most. <laughs> Sorry, someone started uh, leaf blowing right out my window. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love that? We can't hear it. We're all good. <laughs> yeah, now, you and I were chatting offline, um, you know, that that is such a big undertaking of a degree and uh, you still have the passion of, of helping others and having that drive which is so important in no matter what career and profession and business that you're in we were talking about though in the healthcare and, and space the healthcare space the medicine medicine space it's always trading time for money and, and and actually moving online was a little bit of a i'm gonna say sort of a different journey and a different mindset shift for you can you walk us through what that looked like because a lot of healthcare professionals actually aren't prevalent in the online world mm. So it was around, well, prior to getting into kind of running my own business, I was really hesitant to work just for myself. It didn't feel safe. Um, and that's really my own history around, you know, uh, stuff to do when I was growing up, for example. So I was really reluctant. And so then what happened, we were going into COVID. So it was prior to lockdown. And I had been contracting uh, to other people as a psychologist for a few years. And so what happened then is that that I just had this moment, there was this interaction and I remember exactly where I was. I was driving home from work. I called my mum, and I had been doing some webinars, getting um, kind of up to date on how to be a psychologist and how to do therapy online, because we could kind of see that the world was moving towards lockdown, especially in Australia. And so it really just clicked for me. I had this mm -hmm. moment 
and there was this conversation. I got in my car and I drove home and it was just the right combination of emotions, the wheels kind of lining up in my brain. And I was like, that's it. Like, this is how I can have my own business and I can have control. And I'm very passionate about, you know, um, trying to increase that revenue as well without having to trade my time for it. Because what I learned is that as I was working more and more within the industry, I started to pull back from five days to four days to three days. And I said, I would never work more than three days. And that is seeing six clients a day. So that's six hours face to face with clients. And so a lot of for people me to open up. A, yeah. A, yeah, it is a lot of people. But at one time I was contracting and I was having to see seven a day and I really didn't want to do that. And I said, I do it for X amount of time, for example. But then once you have seven in there, it's really hard to pull back once you get a caseload of a certain size. So there was this conversation, this interaction, and then I got in the car. And like I said, I remember where I was, I called my mom and I was like, this is how I can free myself from this. This is how I can have control back in my life. This is how I can do things my way, um, you know, in line with my ethics and my values. And I went home and I created the, I got the name, I got the concept and I spent the rest of 2020 um, building out my business. Uh, and then it's kind of just gone from there. We had a, we had a pause when I was pregnant. Um, I, I had to stop uh, actually the business for a period of time and just say, I just have to contract because I had HG um, in my pregnancy, which is severe nausea and vomiting. And so all I could really do was see my clients go home and lay on the couch. I didn't have any energy to build uh, anything. So I was actually turning away old clients and saying, I can't, I can't take anybody else on. I can't, I can't do any more. And then mm. once I came back from maternity leave, we picked it back up. So yeah, it's been, it's been a real journey. Yeah. It's, it's a massive journey. And I, th I think one of those things there is it was very much, and I loved that you talked about you know, going from five days a week to four days a week to three days a week and still being able to, to manage it both financially speaking, but also energetically mm -hmm. speaking, because running yeah. a business, you went from being contracting to others to running your own show, um, in a consulting fashion for one of a better explanation and then yeah. building a second business online. Yeah. And I know the work you do now is very much around helping female founders support their nervous system, avoid burnout. Like why have you focused so much on that space? Like I know how important that is having gone through yeah. burnout myself, but what are you seeing the trends of, of women, whether they're business owners or not being when it comes to taking care of themselves? Yeah. So I certainly really saw three years ago, the opportunity to come into this space and to help more women in the online world through courses as a practitioner. And so I really didn't know that I could do that initially um, as a psychologist. And it took finding a lady called Natasha Ace and her private practice alliance to find that out. And once I found that out, I was like, let's go. The reason why I target women in this kind of area is really because it's just so prevalent. It's so prevalent in so many women at every stage of their life. So if you're, uh, I don't work with teenagers in um, the online world, it's over 18. But what we see is, is that even with teenagers going through the HSC, I'd be working with them and they'd be burning themselves out and pushing themselves too far. Then we have women in their twenties trying to figure out life, trying to figure out who they are. And they're getting burnout because we, we have these expectations that you need to have your shit sorted out and you're trying to have fun. You're trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to go through university. And again, we have so many women and girls in university 
working so many jobs, trying to put themselves through their degree and having a degree is a full-time job within itself. So what I saw is at each stage, women self-sacrificing themselves for their careers, for others, uh, for uh, whatever it may be for their future careers. And what we start to see is women really setting themselves up to have nervous systems that are not aligned anymore. And that they're so overwhelmed. They're, they're serving from an empty cup and they're not giving back into themselves or they have the intentions to, but they don't follow through because we do have this kind of mindset in that I'll do it later or that I need to help this person first, or we're just so used to not going slow anymore that we're running from whatever it may be, whether it's a breakup, our depression, whether it's, you know, uh, family stuff, whether it's intergenerational stuff, we're keeping ourselves so busy so that we can avoid that. And, you know, I could keep going on. There's so many reasons why, but really it's about supporting women to come back into themselves, come back into their body. And so that they can start creating the life that they want in this season, but also so that they can repair their relationships with themselves and be able to live life the way that they want to, feeling the way that they want to. Does that make sense? Mm. It definitely makes sense. And I'm, I'm curious to know when you were saying that we've not learned to slow down and we, we are trying to put things in place as business owners or as women, I should say, I should, shouldn't just focus on business owners that you go, I am trying to put myself first, but then I'm not. And it's kind of on the back burner, but then it kind of isn't. And then I'm sure you'll see a lot of people that go through the world go, well, I did have that one massage though. Like I did take my time out for an hour and do that one thing. Um, I know a lot of your work in your online program, um, Revitalize, it's coming. You're very much around the rituals and supportive rituals that actually make a difference. So like not just the normal, you know, going for your nail appointment or going for a massage once a month. What do those rituals look like? You know, when we, when we talk about self-care, what, what I talk about and think about may be very different to actually what you're seeing from, from your professional side of, side of doing things. So what does it look like? Yeah, so I think uh, in the last several years, we've definitely seen the the marketing uh, beast of self-care. So particularly in people trying to sell you products yeah. like, uh, you know, buy this moisturizer, you know, uh, use this, you know, hair care product or, you know, all I can think about is baths really, which is very stereotypical. But generally what self-care <laughs> is, is trying to not... Yeah, right. All I can think about is baths. Um, trying to not engage yeah. in self-sacrificing, having boundaries, being able to, there's this term that we use, which is body up, top down, which is that first we need to look after our bodies so that we can align them and then we can work at our capacity. So when I do work with women, say in business, we talk about your off season. We need to prepare you in your off season so you can perform on your on season. Now, that everybody has an often an on season. It may be that you are on university break. It may be that it's Christmas time, whatever it may be. But when we talk about self-care, it's really about the small practices where you choose yourself. You choose to support yourself in the mornings before you go and serve others for the rest of the day. You choose um, during, you know, the middle of the day to check in and actually tune into your body and go, okay, how is my body feeling? Uh, then you choose actively to engage in a tool or a practice, whatever it may be, to align your nervous system or to, at least in this stage, I talk about supporting your nervous system first. 
Uh, so what that looks like is generally I start with the body. Uh, we're talking about things that are to move emotions through the body, release tension, to actually connect to your body is really the first step. Because if we don't have connection, if we're not aware, then what's going to happen is we're not going to be able to pick the thing or to know what our body needs or what we need to get us through the rest of the day. And so it may not just be, oh, I just need to survive. It may be that I have to go give a presentation. So I need to tune in and see where's my energy at, where is my you know, mindset at, where is uh, kind of like the emotions in my body and my nervous. So giving them tools to move through that. So say in Revitalize, we break it down into many different areas. So we have internal somatic, we have external somatics, that's kind of like body-based stuff. Then we have rhythmic movement, we've got creative things, we have things that target specifically your vagus nerve so that we can work on uh, aligning your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous system, which most people would know as your bite and fly and your rest and digest. We go through these different areas of self-care, but really at the core, it's about you finding what feels good for your body and what you need in that moment at that time in that day. So for one person, how they start their day is going to look quite different to how another person is going to start their day. And it may differ for you depending what you have on that day. So when I talk about self-care, I really talk about, it's about coming back into your body to tune in and to ask yourself consciously, how can I support myself so that the, my day goes the way that I want it or that I can perform the way I know I need to perform today. And you not only do it once, you do it three times a day because once you go through your day, and you're trying to calm and wind down for the night, you then again have to consciously go, okay, am I going to sit down in front of a TV and disconnect my brain from my body? Or do I want to regulate, connect, so I can ease into kind of winding down and getting to that rest and digest stage, which is where recovery truly happens. So, yeah, it's it's a whole kind of thing. But yeah. it's, really, it's really personalized to the person and it's all about tuning in with your body and then also working with your mind as well and even your relationship with um I guess going slow yeah and going slow is not something that most people I would say have in their repertoire of mm. things that they're doing and and being aware of right now so for people listening I know everything's a little bit personalized but what mm. is one thing that someone could go and do now or go and think about or action that actually can help them start the this process what's the what's one thing that possibly could start them on on the journey yeah so oh let me pick there's a big kind of menu that I can choose from I would say <laughs> one one tool that I think everybody can benefit from is really actually pausing stopping what you're doing and tuning into your body we call it a body scan and typically I will say you want to be doing at least three body scans a day when you become aware of the sensations in your body is there any heaviness is there any lightness do you feel any tension and if so when's that are present as well so when we there's a saying uh, to, to name the emotion is to tame it and we want you to say that emotion out loud so to really stop pause tune in connect to the sensations name the emotion that you're experiencing. And then I would say the next step would be to then choose how to support yourself with whatever is present. If you're feeling good, that's great. How are you going to then continue that energy on throughout mm. the day? 
But if you are finding there's tension or a heaviness or a fatigue, then ask yourself, okay, what can I do to support myself with this? And that's kind of where Revitalize comes in is you get that full menu of options um, to do that. And I think that sometimes, yeah, we just get really overwhelmed with where to start and you go, well, how am I supposed to wake up my body? I can't go for a run. I don't run. What do you mean? Yeah, no, I, I love that. I'm going to go practice that one because it's it's an interesting one. Even when you've got the rituals, I find that sometimes they can slip past. And so I know that if I haven't got my dog around, I don't go for that morning walk. And if I don't do the morning walk in the same pace, in the same vitality, then I know that doesn't start my day off in the way I need it to. And it's almost working out what, how to almost, I need to trick myself into doing it, even if I haven't got the dog when I'm traveling for work, you know? So it's, it is different for everyone. And, and as circumstances change, it's nice to have a tool that you can tap into and go, oh, okay, that, that's what I need to be doing today. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, super, yeah. super important. But yeah. how often do we not do things that are common knowledge? Oh, all the time. All the time because we're, we're crazy busy, right? So we're constantly trying to do different things. So I'm going to link the resources that Natasha's got um, to the bottom of, of the show notes in this because I think it's incredibly important having gone through burnout seriously myself, knowing friends that have done it, um, constantly pushing to the point of exhaustion is not the way forward. Um, and I'm so glad that you and I connected in this way and we can jump on and, and share this information and share the work you're doing because not only is it inspirational as a business owner in the work that you're doing for others listening in in a similar, in a similar space, but it's also so beneficial to everyone that can jump in and have something a little bit more accessible rather than, as you say, jumping on a wait list to get one-on-one -on -one time and, and charging that time for money. So I think it's a benefit on both, on so many levels for people listening. Now, you and I met um, via the Champagne Lounge and we'd never met before you jumped no. in to to the to the membership and I remember being like when you sign up going oh my gosh someone I don't know has jumped in and this is amazing and you were that first experience to me and going this is working it's amazing um and when we got chatting it was around you know you're working from home and haven't been able to necessarily connect with like-minded businesswomen so what was it about the champagne lounge that you sparked attention for you but also what are you loving about it because I know you're super active in the space Yes. So I think I had only started following you just before that or around that time. Cause I knew you through, of course, like Tina's membership. And so I just saw you post it and I didn't know it was brand new. I just saw it and I just intuitively knew like, oh yeah, that's what I was going to do. And I had seen it actually a little bit before I even joined. And there's a thing that you just got me with the messaging, which is really about connection. And for a lot of people, connection is a huge contributing thing to self. If we're talking about self-care and just even well-being and mental health and your nervous system, yeah. you need to have connection. And if you don't have connection, because now I work remotely, I'm not in an office. I'm not always talking to, you know, my peers, for example, and even my, you know, psychologist friends, most of us, we all have like children under two. <laughs> so we're all wildly busy and to catch up <laughs> takes so long right? And we try, we have peer supervision, yeah. say once a month, but that's kind of, you know, once a month. And, you know, they really want to talk about specific clients. So for me, I was just like, for me, it was a no brainer. I was like, $7. I'm like, that's a, that is like a rip off. Like, that's like, wow. Like that's such good value. <laughs> um, rip off for you. Good for me. <laughs> but sometimes we have to provide that value. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. just was like, I'm yeah. going to do that. 
And I didn't really think about it too much. I didn't look into it too much. I think I went to your landing page, jumped out of it because it was probably the middle of the night, um, quite frankly. <laughs> and then uh, I think it was like a week <laughs> or so later, I jumped back in and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. And I think that's kind of the way that I do things is that I know connection is really important. And I had identified for myself that I had lost this big connection and I thrive talking to others. You know, I love um, yeah. getting to like debrief, but also getting to hear other people's internal monologues. Uh, I don't know if that's the psychologist in me, but getting to see how other people are running their businesses <laughs> and hearing their self-doubt and hearing how they work through it, or just seeing these people that are wildly successful. Right. And you're like, damn, like, look at them go. But then you get to see behind the scenes and behind that veil. It just, again, really normalizes that people are people and that everybody struggles with the, you know, the mindset, yes. uh, blocks that you come across everybody struggles to look after themselves and prioritize their themselves and their nervous systems and that's the connection that will validate and will carry you through your business and it's not about I think you can come into communities where there's a lot of comparison and a lot of competitiveness and what I found within the champagne lounge there isn't really I haven't come across that competitiveness I haven't come across that comparison it's really just a celebration of women in business and you know particularly the online world can be incredibly isolating I don't know any other psychologist personally that's doing what I'm doing and understands the even the language that I use in terms of like Kajabi or like the online course world you know so it's so nice to jump on and to hear other people's <laughs> yeah. kind of you know they know, they know it they get it it's so nice but again coming back to the value of connection because I really just want to, you know, hone in on this point that it's so easy to say we need connection in our lives, but we feel it on a body level. It's not just about the cognitive. It's just not how it makes you feel in your head. It's about how it influences your body and how that can mm. carry you through those periods where you're really struggling, or it can allow you to kind of soften and release and go, oh, I'm not the only one. And it can also help to energize you on the days or the weeks when you're feeling, you know, kind of like, oh, like, is this going to work? Or like, you know, everybody else is more successful, whatever it may be. When you hear other people that you you view as widely successful or, you know, doing really well, and they say something, then what happens is, is then your body kind of goes, oh, okay. Like, it's okay. We've got this. Like, we don't have to kind of carry okay. this fear with us. Yeah. And I think that what you're doing is so beautiful and so important on so many levels. And yeah, for me, it was really just a no brainer in that I, I don't know who she is. I know a little bit about her, but I believe in community. <laughs> so much and honestly through getting to know and I think yes. it's even better because I yeah I didn't know a lot of I knew a few of the women within the champagne lounge but even within that kind of like I see them and then I go back into my own little world but getting to hear the inner workings again it's it's a real privilege like when you get to hear other people's stories and you get to you know support them through their businesses I think that is you know not to sound really like cliche but it really is a gift and it's a gift that's going to keep giving for your business yeah. as well and you know for me if you join a networking group it's all about networking and I'm like I'm not naturally a networker I should probably develop the skill a bit better um but yeah it's it's all about kind of like building people it up takes time them. there's an art form yeah I just yes yeah I oh you've articulated well, it so yeah. well mm. <laughs> 
could you really did and it's made my heart sing because celebrate you (laughs) because it is around that connection piece Mm. and and it doesn't have to be overthought I think that's one of the things it's actually one of the things that you've just articulated so well is that it doesn't have to be difficult but it needs to be Mm. present um Mm. and your your languaging around a gift I'm going to take that I think that's beautiful so Thank you, Natasha. Um, you said you can celebrate it all day long. My last question all the time on the podcast is what do you do to celebrate? Like I know when we jumped into the business, it, we were just starting it, you know, you were just finding your fee on things, but constantly having conversations around trying new things and, oh, that failed or, oh, has anyone done this? Um, and one of the things we pride ourselves on is going, actually, you know, what did you do that we can celebrate with you this yeah. week or this month? So in doing that, how do you mark your milestones and how do you celebrate the successes in your business? Man, do you know what? I'm going to call myself <laughs> out and say- Some people find this hard. I don't actively <laughs> do anything. I'm a classic. Okay. I told you it was nine years ago today that I finished my degree and I was like, I'm going to buy myself an SLR yeah. camera because I love photography. Did I do it? No, because I put that money towards something else, something practical, right? Um, mm. So when I- when I was like, oh, when I get my first course out, I'm going to go get a massage. So really, I just put back into myself. There's nothing huge that I do. I'll take something that maybe the um, whatever it may be. So say if I've got a goal or, you know, the last month has really just been about, you know, getting this done and filming and, you know, uploading, creating all of this stuff. And I had put off getting a massage. So I'm like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give myself a massage and I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to talk about it. I'm here because I'm so proud because I've done this thing and I'm so excited to just disconnect from the world and connect back into myself. So my things are small. Like I don't, I'm not a drinker. So I don't, even though I'm in the champagne lounge, I don't drink. So what I, I do is I don't have to drink. (laughs) No, you don't. I I can be the spokesperson for that one. Um, So I'll go for like a bushwalk. I'll go (laughs) to like one of my favorite um, beaches or I'll go to like waterfalls. So I'll pick like an activity, which puts back into myself when I've kind of depleted myself on that on season when you get right to the end and I'll just go and do something to fill my cup back up that maybe I've been putting off for a week or two or a month um hopefully not longer um yeah so that's kind of what I do it's nothing big it's nothing flashy but it's just really about giving back to myself and also telling people I think it's really important like you said to tell people what you've done and what you've accomplished and for me like I'm a classic you know won't go and tell anyone and I've been working probably on the last year, actually going and telling people, telling my friends, saying, this is what I've done, uh, telling my partner even, I'll be like, I've done this big thing or I had this great moment. But I just like go back into mum mode and I just go and, you know, look after my kid. Mm-hmm. So instead I'm telling people. So I think that's important too. Yes. That's amazingly important. And it comes right back around to where we started, right? It's being human and it's going, Mm. you know what, the little things are just as important as the big things, right? But to have that connection and conversation with people that go, yay, you did that. That's amazing. And celebrating doesn't have to be an expense Mm. in terms of a cash expense. It's an energetical shift, I think, that Mm -hmm. just keeps you going completely. Natasha, I've had the best time talking to you today. I think there's some gems of stuff that people can take away. Um, I love having you as part of the community. I love chatting youth with you on the networking nights that we do. Um, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. 